I'm John McDevitt with Paul Kurtz, and we are the Beer and Booze Bros. Can I just steer us back on track? What do you mean? Did we go off track? Yeah, we did. Really? Yes. At what point? Can I just steer us back? Oh, uh, sure. Just hold your breath. I'm going in. Okay. All right. So, on today's podcast, they brought the mole, I brought the hole. <laughs> Holy mole. That's the name of a homebrew featured and blessed by a minister at a South Philadelphia restaurant. The event's similar to a, a wine pairing dinner. The food was exquisite, right, John? Yeah. Yeah, yep. And the beer was complex as the participants competed for ribbons and, of course, bragging rights. Everybody who's ever boiled a pot of malt, everybody who's ever cleaned up their kitchen floor with a mop, everybody's been ever been hollered at by their wife <laughs> wants to brew beer professionally. Yeah. Are you understand? Later in the podcast, you'll be able to pick up more than just your meats, veggies, and cheeses at a popular Philadelphia farmer's market. Pennsylvania handcrafted libations are now being sold, with one company getting some star power to shake things up. It's like rocket fuel. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like beer. Speaking of star power, we speak with two football players at the launch of a special beer with portions of proceeds going to charity that builds playgrounds for kids right here in the Philadelphia region. You know, it's a working man's beer, and I can get behind those. Yeah. And Philly loves beer, of course. Of course. And a winner has been chosen to go to Belgium to collaborate on a brew that'll be highlighted in the nonprofit Philly Loves Beer Beer Week this coming summer. It's time for another episode. I guess you can call it a religious experience. Gracious God, we thank you for this beer, fruit of the earth, fruit of the vine, work of human hands. We ask that you bless it, that it might make our hearts glad and bring us close together in bonds of friendship. Bless the meal at which it will be served, and bless the fact that Casey is donating all the proceeds to the charity I'm about to name. Amen. The Reverend Canon Kirk Berlinbach is with the Episcopal Diocese of Pennsylvania. He blessed the Holy Mole beer at a beer pairing at Pistolas del Sur in South Philadelphia. Co-owner Casey Parker, the one and only Casey Parker, yeah. <laughs> he greeted guests more than a hundred strong. The next beer that's going to be passed around... And that's the Holy Mole Stout. The Holy Mole is a mesquite smoked imperial stout with spices. As we see later here. It was made by Casey, George Hummel of Home Sweet Homebrew, and the restaurant's chef, Adon Trinidad. And Dr. Neil, remember him, Paul? I do. He was a classic. They really knew his stuff. Yeah, retired psychiatrist and a connoisseur, no doubt, of fine food and drink. He uh, taught us a technique to guide us through the amazing five-course dinner. Yeah, I think he also told us we need to see a psychiatrist, uh, both of us, as soon <laughs> as possible. But he, he told us we don't have to conform to what everyone else was, what, what they were drinking or eating. He suggested to have some of the suggested beer pairing and try it with the other courses to see if it could hold its own with some of the complex or more delicate dishes. Like monkfish paired with a pineapple IPA. One of these dishes that has a great texture, but it takes up whatever you cook it in, the spices. It, it's a, a great mouthful, and then it pairs spectacularly with this pineapple IPA. Amazing. Yeah. Our welcome beer was a Marzen, made by homebrewers Richard Hagendorf and Jimmy Esposito of South Philadelphia. The homebrewers were right there with us at the event. Hey, guys. Your beers were 
unbelievable. Like, it really, we were, so we had this, we never, we, there was a guy next to us, he's a true foodie, and he was pairing, like, he, the, what was, and he made us keep all of our glasses there, just didn't down your beer, we just had to keep it all, and then, he's a psychiatrist. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice. Everybody in this club knows what they're doing. Uh, there's some excellent homebrews in this organization. Yeah, yeah. And we're just happy to be a part we're of just happy to be the group. Yeah. This beer we had tonight, is it something that you just came up with or just happened? Or what we, is, what it was we, an accident? Because <laughs> sometimes they're accidents, right? No, no, we actually we, we, we actually did a worked on this. Yes, we did a Marzen. Yeah. And we're saying, hey, let, let's let's do a Marzen grain and let's try a Kolsch uh, yeast. We uh, used the basic German hops. Yeah. That you would use for Oktoberfest. Yeah, are you guys proud of the way it turned out? Oh, yeah, we're, we're real proud. proud. So, where do you guys want to go next? Like, do you do? What, what do you want, like? Everybody who's ever boiled a pot of malt, everybody who's ever cleaned up their kitchen floor with a mop, everybody's been ever been hollered at by their wife <laughs> wants to brew beer professionally. Yeah, you understand? Everybody. <laughs> it doesn't matter who they are. The you guys first, are from South Philly. Yeah. You understand? You don't even have to be excited. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's the truth. Everybody. Whoever blows a pot, everybody thinks so, now I can take. Are you guys? Break. Are you guys looking for your break? Yeah, we are. Oh, we're just we're waiting for it to happen. We're waiting. Uh, it might just happen sooner than you think. Well, we hope. You so. ready we for stardom, so. ladies? Oh yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> of course, it was a, a great event, and uh, we were lucky to be there. And and. It was very much like a, a wine event, right? Like the oh, pairing yeah. and, and totally. And these are really trendy now. Yeah, beer yeah. pairing. I mean, you know why not? It, it, it's it's great beer now. You have great beer, just like great wine. You want to pair it with great food. Yeah. As he was leaving, we caught up with Reverend Kirk and asked him, "How unique is it for a man of the cloth to bless a homebrew or any sort of alcoholic beverage other than the church wine?" Right. The, the holy yes, mole is anointed. How did they get you? It was just a blast to come in and and bless the beer. And of course, that is that is completely consistent with with the religious position. As long as you don't completely reject alcohol, blessing the beer or blessing the wine can be entirely sacred. Really? So we're actually blessed by drinking the holy mole. I think so. Why not? <laughs> Why not? What do you think of the name, the holy mole? I, well, they brought the mole. I brought the holy. <laughs> Beverages bring people together. Of course they do. I mean, look look throughout the world. What 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 brings people together? People unite around things that create community. And food creates community. And beverages that gladden the heart or alcoholic beverages create community. I'll have to go to more of those. If they'll have us. Yeah, right. We behaved ourselves, <laughs> I right? I was just going to say that. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> We're at the Reading Terminal Market here in Center City, and among the places to eat, to buy meats, fish, and produce, there's a section called the Pennsylvania Poor, P-O-U-R, Collective. So far, there are four Pennsylvania spirit producers operating out of wooden stalls. They're about 70 square feet each. We first speak with Anoush Gupta, the Reading Terminal Market's general manager. What a cool concept, the Pennsylvania Poor Collective, right? We're excited, yeah. Yeah. yeah, is this like the first of its kind? Uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure, but it's certainly a first for the Reading Terminal. Local producers, local farmers, local makers, 
uh, art, artists in their craft are being highlighted here now in the Reading Terminal with a very exciting industry in Pennsylvania that's taken off over the last six years, spirits and uh, different types of alcohol products. And now you can get the best of what the region has to offer right here every day, seven days a week. And unlike a, going to a state store, you can talk to a representative of the company who can educate you about the product, talk to you about the process and the coloration and how you can use it in cooking. One of the new pieces of legislation that allowed this to happen here at the Reading Terminal was the farmer's market permit. So the distilleries that are selling here on a day-to-day basis are coming here under a farmer's market permit that was created to allow them to Pennsylvania producers to sell their bottles at a Pennsylvania farmer's market. Along with that, you can also do a sample. It's a very small sample. It's not intended to be a bar, but really get a, an experience with the maker of the product and an awareness and education that you can't get somewhere else. And what do we got here? Uh, well, six styles? So we have six kiosks. The first four are opening today. It's Eight Oaks, it's Boardroom, it's Stateside, which is made here in Philly, and New Liberty Distilling, which is also a Philadelphia-based company. There will be two more forthcoming in short order. Max Tice. I'm with Max Tice, the, the uh, brand manager for Eight Oaks, and I'm looking at these uh, nice, very, very nice pyramid stacks of uh, white and brown liquor. What do you got? Well, we got a little bit of everything. We try to make things that are made out of uh, grains because we are a uh, farm distillery. We have 50 acres in the Lehigh Valley where we grow Harvest Mill and distill. Uh, otherwise, we source things as locally as possible. We're lucky that our neighbors have been an apple orchard for over 100 years, so we get apples from them. We get our molasses from Lancaster County, so we try to stay as local as possible with everything. If we don't grow it ourselves, we'll, we'll get it from nearby. What are you selling? Uh, so we have uh, white rum. We have aged rum aged in uh, our uh, bourbon barrels. We uh, make Applejack, which is like America's original uh, moonshine, if you will. It's kind of the Johnny Appleseed of, of uh, liquors. It started here in America before we had whiskey. Uh, then we have a just released a couple weeks ago our uh, rye barrel aged version of that, which drinks a little more like a whiskey, but it's got a nice little apple finish to it. Uh, otherwise, we make an American style gin, very uh, citrus forward, not as dry as a British style gin. We try to make it a little sweeter, a little more palatable. Uh, and then otherwise, we have our bourbon and our rye whiskey. How long has Eight Oaks been around? Uh, about two and three quarters years. Our, our uh, opening day was January in 2016. So you're still infants. We're still pretty new, uh, especially for people who do aged spirits. Uh, a lot of people come up and because they, they've been to Scotland, and they go, hey, do you guys got a 10-year scotch? I'm like, well, first of all, you can't make scotch in America. And second, we've only been here for two and a half years. So uh, at most, our, our spirits are about 18 months aged. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and time, and now you have room to grow. We do have room to grow. We're expanding uh, up at our distillery. We're getting a bigger tasting room. We're adding an entire new building for doing barrel aging. So we're really trying to just kind of meet capacity at this point. So my name is Robert Castle. I'm a co-founder and master distiller of New Liberty Distillery. Great. So where, where are your products? Uh, I guess they're Pennsylvania liquor stores or where are your products? Currently. You know, we have a lot of our, our core products you'll find in, like, the local fine wine and good spirit stores. You'll find them in uh, select retailers in Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, Washington, D.C. But one of the real interesting things that we found about doing this project with Reading Terminal was, one, uh, 
a partnership with a very much so like a Philadelphia institution. I mean, you know, who doesn't come around Reading Terminal, especially around the holidays, holidays to go pick stuff up? And tourists. I mean, what a yeah. great place. To, I mean, I know that you can get them only here, and but what a great place to, to, to showcase how great products, Pennsylvania products are. It can match any, rival anything, right? Yeah, and the cool part is for us, it gives us another avenue. You know, we're always tinkering at the distillery of fun one-off stuff or things that, you know, ironically, we have one our product out that's our single barrel. And most big companies label single barrel is because there's multiple single barrels. Our single barrel is literally because we only made one. Um, so this gives us a fun, interesting other retail outlet to show customers things that are so small batch, we can't actually put them in a normal distribution network. But it gives us an opportunity to showcase fun one-off stuff here. I mean, we're going to have everything from our uh, spin-offs of our Kinsey, of our honey, our maple finish, our Cabernet wine, Cabernet wine finish. We have a Nochino that we made. We have a blackberry cordial that we actually got blackberries from Iovine's market here in the terminal. Um, so we have a lot of cool, interesting, fun stuff we get to release just here. Marat Mamadov is co-owner and founder of Boardroom Spirits in Lansdale. We've got our regular vodka, yep. um, which is a non-GMO corn base, uh, gluten-free, just a real clean spirit. Our 125-year reserve vodka, specifically to celebrate the 125-year for Reading Terminal Market. A great way to remember the market. Our fresh line of flavors, less calories, no carbs, no sugars. We have our northbound line of bourbon and rye with a 100-proof bourbon coming out soon. We also have rum, triple sec, and gin. So a variety of spirits, to say the least, and spice rum uh, being released this week. This week? Yes. All right. Now, also, the uh, vitamin uh, series, is, uh, it's, as much as uh, alcohol can be healthy for you, I guess <laughs> a healthy way of drinking, in a way. Yeah, and so the Fresh Line, you know, it's... Um, we, we did the nutrition panel. Unfortunately, sadly, no nutritional value uh, from a vitamin standpoint, but... Uh, like for citrus, a one ounce serving is 47 calories, which is 25% less than your other flavored vodka brands because there's nothing artificial. Also, zero carbs and zero sugars, which is you know less than other flavored vodkas because they'll add some sweetener to it. And also, we have our beets and carrots. Uh, the only place in the country where you can get that is from us because we're the only ones in the country that actually... The beast and the carrots. Yeah, that's a spirit. That's you, you also have uh, Apple, which is amazing. Thank you. Now, you have a, uh, a well-known uh, partner uh, in this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely, yeah. Chef Robert Irvine, um, he joined the team um, back in August of 2017, so a little over a year. And, um, you know, Robert's been a, a fantastic uh, owner. You know, he's a great personality, but he's also a very real individual. Recently, USA Today's 10 Best ranked boardroom spirits third in the nation. Well, boardroom has been on our radar for a while. We went to a, a tasting of the Fresh Line periodic table of spirits. That was a while ago, and we chatted with Robert Irvine. <laughs> You know, Pennsylvania laws, I mean, now that you're here, you've, no pun intended, you got a taste of Pennsylvania laws. Well, they are strict. Yeah, they are strict. But you know what? We, we took, uh, Marat, I fell in love with this product uh, in Philadelphia uh, while I was showing a food line. And Marat brought this to me, and I, my wife fell in love with the vodka. I became a partner. We've got a huge reinvestment in Pennsylvania. I mean, this line was in the works for about a year and a half. I mean... This is not a Robert Irvine. This is a guy that that has worked, understood, uh, teaches, and now he's is kind of going off the limb with a periodic table, which you're, you're tasting tonight. 
uh, the beet, the carrots. Uh, that's what got me interested in it. It's clean. It's almost like, and I hate to say this, but you can drink and get drunk healthily. Right? Uh, this is the second time I heard periodic elements uh, tonight. Uh, is, is, is he a scientist? Is he like a... No, but we thought it'd be kind of cool. You know, you know the bottles, you see the bottle, it looks different. Um, when I, when I uh, first showed the, the beet and carrot in Vegas, people were like, beet, vodka, carrot, vodka. You take it off and you let them smell it and they drink it. And they're like, oh my God, it's something different. It's new. Here's the coolest part about this, guys. Right? You talk about doing good things for people. A portion of all the money we make with boardroom goes to our foundation to build homes for our civilian handicapped warriors. You'll see a tag. We haven't got them on yet, but we have a tag that tells you that when you buy that. That's near and so, dear. That's a charity near and dear to your heart. You do that. You, yeah. you do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. That's real cool. Well, I think. I think especially nowadays, right? We. Not one of us has has an unrelated. So we got a brother, sister, an aunt, an uncle, a mother, a father. Um, serving in some way, shape, or form, or supporting the military. And I think it's a great way um, to say, hey, listen, we're giving back in in the same way we do with our food line, with our protein bars, and everything else. We went to Monk's Cafe in Center City, where a special beer was debuted. Make the world better beer. It is a pearl ale made by yards. And you ever hear of that, John? No, never. But I learned. I learned, too. Proceeds benefit former Philadelphia Eagle Connor Barwin's charity. He brought his buddy, current Eagle, Jason Kelsey, along, too. And it happened to be Jason's birthday. We had a great time talking with him. We did, but I didn't like uh, that you were calling me a fanboy around Jason Kelsey. Well, you were. You, you couldn't formulate your sentences. We edited that part out, but you were. Fine. So let's talk about, about your, your effort. I mean, great beer. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Great job. I mean, uh, I was excited when Yards approached us about doing this. Um, knew they would do a great job. But at the end of the day, you're still like a little nervous how it's going to be, especially a pearl beer, which is this kind of a little bit far-out beer that no one really makes anymore. I never heard of it. Well, me neither. So I looked it up and then saw what it was, and I was like, oh, it's going to be hard to yeah. make this beer. Um, but it's awesome. It's but, really, but quite, really good. Quite good. How'd you get yeah. involved, and why did you get involved? I got involved. I started my foundation when I played here in Philly uh, in 2013. We've built a great team here. We're still working here. We're hyper-focused here. Um, we've done three playgrounds. We're looking to our next project, our fourth playground. Um, and then we just try to work with people that want to work with us, people that are like-minded. And, you know, Tom here at Monks and everybody at Yards uh, is just like us and trying to help the community and bring people together. And that's what we try to do at MTWB. Make the World Better is your foundation, and the beer is called? Uh, MTWB Beer. That's great. Are you always looking for new revenue streams for, for your foundation? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we, our focus in what we do is not only to build playgrounds, but we have an intensive kind of engagement process where we try to work with the neighborhood and connect people in that neighborhood um, and empower them through the revitalization building process. Um, And so that takes a lot of kind of hours and a lot of work. And so, um, you know, getting kind of unrestricted funds, like, you know, Tom raised twenty thousand dollars tonight at this event yeah he's that, donating uh, wow. tom peters is donating twenty thousand dollars 
to the foundation from this event. Wow. So yeah. that, that, that money is worth like double because Tom is donated to the foundation and then we can go and, and spend it on things we need to. Um, and a lot of times what we do, we build playgrounds. A lot of people donate money and they want it to go for hard costs. Like I want it to be for this play set or this thing. Um, so this kind of event tonight is huge for us and what we do. Are you a beer aficionado? I am not a beer aficionado <laughs> like you two, but I do enjoy um, having a couple beers every once in a while. And this is a beer town for sure. And and, and what better of a, of a fundraiser? Uh, what better you know? than have a, have a hard-working man's beer like Pearl is, which I learned um, is kind of an old old beer that was considered like a like a everyday everyday working man's beer which is perfect for for philadelphia great absolutely and and, and did you have to do much uh, to get kelsey on board did you have to oh uh, well, no of course kelsey likes beers Just look at him uh, but no he's kelsey has been supportive of uh everything that we do at mtwb he's on our board he's the best uh he's the man uh, he's one of our best friends and today is really just a birthday party for Jason. Today's actually his birthday. birthday. So that's, birthday. that's what this all is about. We just, we just had a birthday party, made a beer for him, and raised some money doing it. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate it. John, we're uh, standing here next to a guy. The last time we saw him, he had a kind of wacky get-up on, and he was uh, singing some kind of song at the Art Museum steps. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Jason Kelsey. No, is, is this really you, or is, it, is this still Halloween? No, no, this is really me. You know, there were quite a few people dressed up for Halloween, but, um, you know, I'm just happy to be uh, out here supporting MTWB and uh, being uh, the legendary Monk's Cafe. Are you, uh, do you know beer? Are you, you... I mean, I drink beer. I don't know. Um, I know different types of beers and like some very basic uh, knowledge. I did brew my own beer this off season, uh, which was a new experience for me. Uh, but um, what did you brew? How did it go? Well, yeah, we brewed a beer uh, that was uh, like an IPA, but not like a very harsh IPA. Um, and just learning like the whole process of starting with your mask, building it into a wart, and then like uh, you know transferring it over. And I don't know. It was just like a different process for me. Well, what do you think about this beer? It's, it's good. I've never had a Pearl Ale, yeah, which this is. I didn't even know what it was. I just found out, you know, but it's uh, pretty cool. It's got a good story behind it. Apparently, uh, uh, you know, folks over in the UK would drink this before work. It's like a lighter uh, type ale that, uh, um, you know, it would kind of get people ready for the, the long day ahead. So, um, you know, it's a working man's beer, and I can get behind those. Yeah. That is so counter to what we do here. Though. If we try- <laughs> Well, this is really cool. I mean, this is a, it's a fundraiser. Uh, uh, Tom giving twenty thousand uh, dollars for the charity. But we all can, we get all help and drink and have fun at the same time. Uh, it's for a great cause. You get to drink beer. You get to, uh, you know, experience. I mean, obviously the great uh, Yards Brewing Company uh, help out MTWB and be amongst cafe. Um, you know, when I heard that we, Connor and them putting on this event, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm there in a heartbeat, man. This sounds great. So, you, have you been to Monks before? I have, and I still remember. Um, when I just got to Philly, my like old lacrosse coach, but actually my my old lacrosse buddy's dad, who was a female lacrosse coach in high school. Anyway, long story short, he loves. Uh, he's like a big time like 
uh, beer and wine connoisseur, stuff like that. And he was like, you have to go to Monk's Cafe. It's like legendary in Philadelphia. I mean, Tom so, is, is like responsible for bringing all this like European bells and greatness yeah. here. So he was the one who first kind of like told me about the spot. Um, I can't say that I've been here like a, a lot, but I have been here before. Yeah. Spending some time at uh, Yard. Well, at this time of year, I mean, you're not obviously you're in season, but uh, yeah. You're, how about Yards? Yeah, is what I'm asking. Do you spend some time? You like Yards is awesome. Yeah, yard, yeah, Yards. Yards Brewing Company's you know doesn't get much better than that in Philadelphia. So, um, you know, yeah, we have a lot of fun. Well, let's go. Yeah, thank you so much. Really and happy birthday, too. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you very much, guys. <laughs> Think of Belgium and you think of beer. Well, the beer bros do. It's a destination spot for true beer lovers. One lucky person in Philly was recently selected to go on an all-expenses-paid trip to Belgium to not only drink, but help brew beer. John and I watched the drama unfold while sampling one of the most popular Belgian brews. Paul! We're here at our favorite place. Where are we? City Tap House with Christina Dowd of Philly Loves Beer. And you got some And I do. You're the executive director with your official. I am the executive director and I do love beer, so it's all true. What are you drinking right now? I actually, I've decided to do the Duval, because here we go. You got a big D in that Duval signature glass. Exactly. There's a connection with the Duval here tonight. That's right. This is our ninth year raffling off a trip to Belgium, and this year we're heading over to Duval Morgat to brew the official collaboration beer for Philly Beer Week. You're a nonprofit, and a lot of people don't know that. No, it's very true. Uh, We help promote beer tourism and education in the Philadelphia region uh, and the surrounding areas. We also help our many, many local beer members help promote their breweries and what they're doing here in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and beyond. Are are there any numbers? Are you seeing any growth or anything like that? I mean, we're seeing growth everywhere, which is really awesome. Um, You know, the beer industry in Pennsylvania is well over a billion dollars at this point. A a billion with a B. That's right. A billion with a B. How much does this event go toward uh, fueling Philly Beer Week? You know, this is a big part. This this event has been around for many years, like I said, nine years. Uh, so it's a major part of Philly Beer Week, and it helps us send one lucky winner and the brewery of their local brewery of their choice over to Belgium to, to brew beer. We get into breweries that most people aren't even allowed to get into, let alone our day at Duval will be. You know, they're going to really ro- roll out the red carpet for us. So it'll be like food and drink and a full day. I it's know. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Thank you so. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming out. Cheers. Thank you for having us. Cheers. Next up, we spoke with Megan McGuire, the Philadelphia area Duval rep. Duval is actually uh, the translation into Flemish means devil of a beer. Well, I want that beer then. We should get one next. Yes. Uh, when when Duval created this beer, they wanted to make a beer that looked like the lagers uh, and the pilsners that were very popular at the time, but was something altogether different. So when they went about uh, the process of making this beer, it was really going to be um, called Victory, in honor of our uh, the victory of World War World War One. Oh wow! So. Couple of brewers kind of walked out after having many beers, many duvels, and they said, "Wow, that is a that is a duvel of a beer." 
and then the name Duval became the name for the beers. This is not a lager, it's not a pilsner, it's its own category of strong golden ale. They created a style. This is an amazing event. Tell us about why you all got involved in this, sending people to, like, to, go, to go and see the brewery in Belgium. Um, Michelle Morcott was very much behind this from the very beginning. He really, really is passionate about connecting with the local, especially establishing breweries. Like this is very exciting to us as, as, a, as a brewery that's been around for so long to kind of partner up and have a collaboration. There's nothing more exciting than a collaboration. And the winning brewery they'll be going to Belgium is La Cabra from Berwin, PA. The brewery will collaborate on a new brew that'll be highlighted in Philly Loves Beer Beer Week this coming summer. Well, that's it. We'll have another round of Beer and Booze Bros real soon. You can find and subscribe to the Beer and Booze Bros on the Radio.com app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Beer and Booze Bros is on Twitter at the Beer Bros with a Z. You can find me, John McDevitt, on Twitter at JM1060. Paul Kurtz is on Twitter backwards at Kurtz Paul. And he's making the world a better place. Tom Rickard, he helped produce this episode of Beer and Booze Bros. Tom is on Twitter at T Rick. He's a true foodie. He just had the notes, the unbelievable. He's a psychiatrist. We were just so lucky that he was at our table. Cheers, Johnny. Cheers, Paul. Oh.